You're listening to Stuff Weekly, episode 533, for Tuesday, November 30th, 2021. Lube Skyhumper. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Stuff Weekly, the show where we take a random theme and give it a shot every week. Uh, You can subscribe to us on iTunes and pretty much anywhere else. You can subscribe to your favorite podcasts, and uh, you can find show notes for all this stuff over at uh, yninteractive.com. This episode, past episodes, probably future episodes. Yeah, go click on all the things. All the things to click on. Go there. I'm Cody Coleman. I'm the head administrator of the Edoc NameLock Interactive Network. And with me, as always, is the unmatched Ms. Nikki Wright. Welcome, Nikki. Thank you so much. No one can beat you, I've heard. Well, I mean, listen, this is this is the lore of Stuff Weekly, right? Like, we've talked about how there have been many Nikki Wrights, and I have mm-hmm. beaten them all. You have. Um, so I, you know, I just I feel like you're really just reinforcing the. Lore what at was this point. the favorite way that you have used to defeat a past Nikki Wright? Oh gosh, there's so many, um, but I think like this one, this this one that really sticks out to me is, um, you know, I'm afraid of roller coasters, right? Sure, yeah. Um, but like they're. There was a Nikki right on a roller coaster, and that bitch had to die. <laughs> so um, I uh, got on the roller coaster, and at the the top of the hill, just before um, you know the final descent, I uh, I got out of my restraint, like kind of monkey barred over to the other Nikki right by like scaring the shit out of the other for sure uh, patrons, um, and then just. Before we made that fall, I ripped her out of her seat, threw her to the ground, and got back in the, the roller coaster harness and then but suffered did you get, the rest of the way. Did you get in her seat or your own seat? Are you are you, have you taken over her life? I haven't taken over her life per se, because like really she was imitating me. So I was taking my life back. Yeah. Oh wait, are you not this universe's Nikki Wright? Are you not six one six's Nikki Wright? Have you? <laughs> this wait is this universe six one six? This is six one six. I I don't know. <laughs> that's that's the Marvel main universe. Yeah. So uh huh. I'm absolutely six one six. Sure. Nikki okay. Uh-huh. Cool. Awesome. I like Def- the idea. Definitely not three one twos. No. <laughs> I like that the uh, the Nikki Wright above all Nikki Wrights is still afraid of a, a theme park ride. <laughs> Listen, cold blooded Final Destination style murderer, but can't get on that coaster. No. Listen, uh-uh. I rode that roller coaster to the end after I committed the murder. See, you can't you face your fears, and that's really why you're the A I, number one. I, exactly. I don't see those other bitches doing. I mean, they can't because they're dead, right? Right. But like, yeah. I, I still their heads yes. are my hikes. I I have a serious issue. Yes. Oh, no. and I, I need everyone to please stop talking about this bit. It's very funny, and I like it, but it is not like any other movie that you have said, like Final Destination or anything else. We are describing something very close to the hit film Jet Li's The One, one of the greatest <laughs> movies of all time, and I will not have it forgotten in this conversation. Thank you. 
You're, you're right. And that's a huge oversight on our part. And I'm so sorry. He punches himself and throws him off a pyramid at the end. And it's really oh, good. It's really good. my shot to throw somebody off a pyramid. You still got time. Next time. Next time. <laughs> yeah. The no, next universe dead. that's created. Oh, no. It's got to spawn the creation of a new timeline. So you can kill that Nikki right. Got to do something you're not supposed to do. And all will be good. Uh, but while we do have the one Nikki above all, we also have with us an all-around funny guy and a man who is totally 100% invincible. He can beat up everyone in the world with two punches. He is so sexy that all the ladies want to be with him. And he learned his teleportation from Goku, Mr. Matt Krua. From Goku? From Goku. Now, obviously, Cody is exaggerating. It takes three punches for me to beat people, (laughs) but my my teleportation and super speed does make it so it seems like two punches, but other than that, it is, yeah, it is spot on a description of me, the human man, Matt. Um, Thank you so much, by the way, for for that perfect uh, description of me. Hey, Cody, think fast. (laughs) Cody died. Oh, my God. Did you hear that Foley word? (laughs) Oh no, Cody <laughs> fell down to the center of the earth in that hard punch. Wow. Oh man. Yeah. All right. I'm new Cody. I'm <laughs> Ah, yes. I'm the one Cody above all. I just wait for Matt to kill all the I, other I Cody's. I punch through the universe. <laughs> 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 well welcome guys and also with us we have ms amber lee she is back she is no longer dead and uh, i'm pretty sure she's the same amber lee but who knows she's could just be revived she could be a clone who knows welcome ms amber yeah you don't know what number universe i'm from i don't yeah, I, I could be any 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 one of them anyone 1612 maybe who knows <laughs> why do the yeah. universes have numbers i don't know ask like, I, guess keep, I guess to keep them in order yeah why can't we be universe like a we could but then there'd only be like room for 26 universes unless we, we have to kill up. all but 26 universes <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we it's, go it's time to eliminate all of them the numbers are too much I need to. I need it to work for me. Uh, in see, the personally, alphabet. I'd like to. I'd like to. Like, I don't know, color code them, like, okay, like, like, a, like a spectrum of universes. We're the Chartreuseverse. Yes, <laughs> yes, I love it. Into the Chartreuseverse. <laughs> I think Facebook's working on that, right? God, yeah. Man, guys, I'm universe colorblind. I don't. I don't understand. I can't tell. <laughs> red, red and green universe look the same to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 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 The chartreuse of Earth. That's very good. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So, um, like I said at the beginning of the uh, episode, we're going to uh, be doing uh, another theme today. And uh, this time is a theme that we've uh, dubbed Fan Fiction Book Club. Um, though it's not like a traditional book club where everyone reads the same thing, but it, it does involve reading and it does involve fan fiction. So uh, we're all going to take fan fictions that we have uh, found from the good old website fanfiction.com. Um, I also believe fanfiction.net is the same thing. Uh, and uh, we're just going to give a dramatic reading. And uh, if there's anything to talk about, we're going to talk about it. So really, this is just us telling stories with each other. You know? Can Good I time. say something? Yes. Um, in addition to that site, I found another site that I, yeah, I have something I'm going to be using. Uh, oh. Wattpad. Oh, I do yeah. not know this one. 
Wattpad is a is a uh, fiction sharing site on phone mobile that a lot of uh, modern teens use. So. Oh, so it's the yeah. cool, you, so it's the can, cool hip new era of fan fiction. Right, you can find my there, favorite Wattpad like, story called "Trapped in an Island with Josh Hutcherson." Um, <laughs> what? Where a girl is trapped in an island with Josh Hutcherson. Not on the island, hunger. but in the mm-hmm. island. Correct. Correct. Uh huh. It's Krakoa. Um, and I would like to just sort of, sort of uh, toss out that I will also be using another website that you, the listener, can go to, uh, archiveofourown.org. Ah, AO3, as they yes, call it. Yes, AO3, which is kind of, uh, it came in the early days of, of, of the internet here when uh, fanfiction.net uh, had a sort of split in the user base because fanfiction.net was like, hey, what if not porn? And the people were like, no, but no. porn. This is the internet. <laughs> what is it for if not porn? Right. And they, and, they made, and they made this new fan fiction website, Archive of Our Own, and they were like, hey, this is a new one. It's fine. But also, like, you know, we will allow porn, too. And people were like, oh, so it's the porn one. They're right. like, no, no, it's for it's for everything. But it's yeah, but but, but mainly one. for the porn one, right? You're, yeah, you're, you're. We can't do the porn other places, so you're the place for porn. Right. This right, is where exactly. you go for Lube Skyhumper and his cocktail. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Sure. 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 I like everything that you just said. I also hate it. <laughs> So, yeah, let's just get into our dramatic readings of fan fiction. Uh, Yay! Uh, Matt, why sure. don't you start us out? Um, I have... I, I, I need y'all to strap in. I'm can excited. Okay, seatbelts fasten. Okay, fasten your seatbelts. Click, click, I'm in. We're good. Yeah, put the little bar down. Um, I, I need y'all to take a journey with me. Because I got a, I got a trip to take you on. Um, we're going to be kind of a day tripper. It's a one-way ticket, yeah. Uh, in fact, we have a ticket to ride. Um, uh-huh. Yes, yes, uh, and that's that's all right. Um, perhaps we could get there on any sort of vehicle, perhaps a yellow submarine of some sorts. Oh, yeah. And when we're done with this, you are going oh. to need a revolver. Because, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> um, I need you to understand. <laughs> if you've listened to these I fan fiction... I can. If you've listened to these fan fiction episodes before... I, I find myself obsessed with crossover fan oh, fiction. They're the Same. best. They're, the, they're so my good. favorites. They're my favorites. And I I need you to understand that when you search for the the band The Beatles <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. on these fan fiction websites, you know, a lot of what are called song fix will come up. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've, I've, I've got a song one on my yeah, list. Song today, fix yeah. Or, song fix are a classic common. way of writing fan classic. fiction. Pretty common. Um, you know, it's just like I wrote a story and I kind of set it to the lyrics of this song. And if you look at the Beatles, you're going to find a ton of song fix, just like you will if you look up any band or musical artist. I'm not interested in those. What I am interested in are stories where characters from fiction meet this band for some dumb reason. <laughs> I'm so here for this. And I have to tell you, um, for some reason, there's hundreds of them. Yeah. And I, and I don't know why. I don't understand. Um, so we're going to take a quick trip here on fanfiction.net first before we head over to Archive of Our Own. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm going to read this one in its entirety. Sure. I'm really excited. Um, and I want I want to read you the story from uh, December 2010. Uh, it is entitled 
It's a hard day's night in Derry. And in, the, in Derry? Yeah, D-E-R-R-Y. And the word oh. it oh, is capitalized. No. Oh. oh, no. Um, now, now, don't worry. This is a crossover with the hit film novel clown thing, It. But here's a description. If you're looking for blood, gore, and scares, go somewhere else. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. It's gonna be okay. Come, come back together. Everybody. Okay. Yeah, get back in the, get back in the, in the ride. Yeah, it's okay. Little, yeah, I, okay. I, I, did not get out the. I did not take. Yeah, the, go, I go, didn't go, go the my the They say yeah. if you're looking for blood, gore, and scares, go somewhere else. This is the Beatles' Yowie fic about how these campy. No! so excited. No! <laughs> Using their fun-loving tactics overcame Pennywise. Warning. Oh my god, I'm so here for Ringo X Pennywise. Holy shit. <laughs> Warning, plenty of yaoi between various Beatles members. Yes. Um, okay. So, um, note, uh, this is the beginning of the story. This is chapter one. I'm going to read every part. I'm going to read every chapter in the story. So, okay. I hope you, I, again, strap in. Um, note, I do not own or have permission to exhibit the characters or, or franchise mentioned for person credit. Or financial gain. Uh, I don't know what person credit is. That sounds like slavery. I only use these characters <laughs> in a purely fictional, non-profiting use. Therefore, I am not under any persecution by international trademark copyright laws, as they are on the day of May 18th, 2010. Now, I don't know how they changed in the last 11 years. I'm not sure. Introduction. This takes place in the, quote, regulators universe. I don't know what the, the fuck that means. Okay. Uh, the, the, the hip... The hip hop. Yeah, roll out. Super <laughs> <laughs> Regulators regulate. Um, <laughs> where here in quote desperation world exists a being called Robert Gray, who terrorized the people of the town of Derry and the world outside our universe. All has one form. The turtle is only one anywhere, so it is not doubled like Robert Gray. However, like the turtle, there are always those chosen to be champions of the greater good. They also can only exist in one world at a time in the Regulators universe, a group of young children who grew up banded together to defeat the Robert Gray in that universe banishing forever non-existence. No commas. Uh, this left the other Robert Gray unchallenged for many years until the 60s, until the world experienced a trend of love and freedom, leaving the world to be led by the voice of a new chosen, whose purpose, among many others, was to visit Derry and come face to face with Robert Gray. Ladies and gentlemen, and this is this is verbatim. Ladies and gentlemen, these chosen in the Desperation Universe were the Beatles. Mr. Five's Yahweh October premiere event. <laughs> the Beatles in It's a Hard Day's Night in Derry. Starring John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starrs. Special guest, Johnny Depp as Jeremy oh, Hi Jeremy no. Hillary Boob, PhD. <laughs> Wait, huh? Wilfred Bramble as Paul McCartney's grandfather, John. And me, Mr. Five, as your always stunning narrator through this fantastical event. Act one begins soon. Chapter soon? two. Chapter two. Hiatus. Permanent and indefinite <laughs> hiatus for I don't know how long. I have... Wait! Wait. I listen, sometimes Wait. life gets in the way. You know? And, and good art takes time. Wait. Chapter, chapter one... Was the disclaimer and chapter two was the hiatus? <laughs> chapter two hiatus, permanent and definite hiatus for I don't know how long. I had a drive before readers. I was writing for a purpose, but let's face, since I'm dating Freddie, I've been turning blanks. Consider damn all it, other Freddy. stories. God damn Freddie. Mercury? So Freddie got finger transfection. Uh, consider all other stories on hiatus and those done fluke or just a one-time thing. I don't know what to do anymore. I don't know how to explain it. So just let it be for a while. And there's your Beatles oh, reference, I guess. Let it be. Um, uh, 
And uh, yeah, he Mr. Five published a couple more Yowie fix. Um, like a uh, couple more. Getting... This one never became anything. <laughs> well, no, this is great. It had two chapters. Yeah, it did. The, yeah. The ver- I, were you the ver- not riveted the whole time? Yeah, the first one was chapter one, and it told you about Stephen King's cosmology, and then said the Beatles is now in it, and then in the second chapter, it said I'm not going on hiatus. <laughs> There is nothing more riveting than the words permanent and indefinite hiatus for I don't know how long, personally. Yeah, Um, I I think that really paints a picture. Yeah. yeah. Um, Let me tell you, give you to another story here. And and, and I'm not going to read as much from the rest of these. I don't have time to read 13 chapters of Power Rangers Beatles Force. Um, Fuck. When the world is under attack by the evil Jekyll Maxon, seven teenagers will band together to destroy him and his ally, Cloco Jono. Um, which is just, re- oh boy, it's just, doesn't that just kind of make your skin crawl a little bit? A little bit. Quite a bit. Um, let's see, and, and it just starts, this one starts, chapter one, in medias res, the the box. Um, Isaac, Jeremy, this is a, this is a script, one of those script written fix. Isaac oh, my says, favorite. Jeremy, go now. Isaac Cherry was fighting an evil villain that was so pale he looked like a bed sheet. His name was Jekyll Maxon. Jeremy Best, Isaac's partner in fighting, was with him. Jeremy says, not without you, Isaac. Isaac says, Jekyll will kill you when you're powerless. Jeremy says, we're both powerless. He'll kill you too. Cool, guys. It's really riveting. Um, <laughs> but don't. I'm going to skip to the end. Let's see, let's see how this looks. Um, back in the part, the Rangers ran to them. Kara, you're back. Cloco, are you guys okay? Sarah, Ivan's gone. Jonathan, he's dead. <laughs> I guess a bunch what of people died. What is happening? Uh, none of these have anything to do with the Beatles. So I guess I think these people, if I can, if I can sort of parse this, it was kind of hard to read. Um, but from what I can kind of tell, these aren't the Beatles as Power Rangers. It is, you know, how like each season of Power Rangers they have the power of something. Yeah, like oh, this yeah. season, the power of yeah, Beatles. this season we're dinosaurs. This season we're you know time, <laughs> you know. This season we're space powered. Uh, well, this season, yeah, we're Beatles powered, and uh, kids, kids love that shit. Um, my final fanfiction.net story about the Beatles is called Revolution, um, and this one's from 2013, um, and it's only uh, it's only one chapter here. I might be able to give you some highlights from this one. Chapter one, the reaping from Revolution. Um, <sighs> Well, let me see if I can do a. Can I guess? Let me see if I can do a John Lennon. Well, today is it. John Lennon heaved a heavy sigh. He was already twenty-three, but for some reason the Capitol raised the age from eighteen to thirty. So, so John still had a few more years to go before he was out of the games forever. He put on the grubby clothes of his district and headed outside to join the others. Across oh my Pan, God. across oh my Pan Am, three other boys were getting ready to go out for the reaping as well. Paul McCartney was a mere 21 years old, and he sauntered out to greet the horrendous day with the bright, cheery smile he always wore. Ringo Starr smiled at his mother. He waved goodbye to her and headed off to be checked in by the peacekeepers. At 23 years old, he was nearly done with the reaping and grateful for that. 20-year-old George Harrison was a quiet lad. As he ate the breakfast he didn't get to finish this morning, he observed all the other children looking quite scared. He didn't feel concerned at all and was ready for whatever lie ahead. Um, You're in your 20s! <laughs> that the capital changed the rules, Ambi. Come on, that doesn't change what a child is. <laughs> well, that's a good point. You're right. You're right. At, at the reaping, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. At the reaping, Ringo was talking with his best friend, Peter Malark, 
<laughs> while <laughs> the Beatles are in District 12. <laughs> while the video was playing. Oh, hi, Peter. How are you doing? Oh, oh yeah. How are you? What's up? I made bread. Oh, I made uh, octopus's garden. Um, Ringo. <laughs> Ringo, um, they didn't pay attention to Effie Trinket's words until they both heard Peta's name. Looking up, Peta saw that his girl partner was a miner's daughter named Katniss. Girl partner? Okay. His girl partner. Peta turned red and headed up to the stage slowly. Ringo watched his friend leave and was about to go when he heard something that made him jerk back around. Ringo star! Effie yelled. Ringo looked back at his mother, who had knowing tears in her eyes. Like, I guess you knew. Finally, Ringo is the star of the show. <laughs> Ringo shuffled up to the stage and stood in between Peta and this girl he had never seen before. She introduced herself as Mo. Ringo and Mo held hands with Peta and Katniss. The 74th annual Hunger Games tributes had been chosen. Now, this is a choice. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> Uh, you have a question, Nikki? About I, this? I do. Is is this original character Mo? Uh huh. A self insert. I can only hope it was written by Deathly <laughs> Hallows Beatles Whovian, um, Fuck. which is one name. And they've only I want them to murder their way to romance so bad. <laughs> <laughs> now they have only written two stories, and the first story is two chapters of the sweet life of adulthood. <laughs> Where oh, the characters from Sweet Life and Zack and Cody do grow up and go to Yale. <laughs> ah, Yale's a bit. <laughs> yeah. But their second story was uh, this story, Revolution, which only has that first chapter. So we don't know how Ringo fared in the 74th Annual Hunger Games that he did compete in and probably die in. <laughs> <laughs> um, George and John and Paul also got ch- uh, chosen, by the way, earlier in the story. We skipped over that. Um, but they are not in the same district, and they do they are not best friends with Peter Malark, so it doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. They're fucked. Yes. Um, moving on to Archive of Our Own real quick. Now, this one's um, less of a crossover, but I did want to um, include it because uh, it's really important to include uh, the story called The Long and Winding Road, which is, of course, uh, the name of probably one of the better Beatles songs, I feel. Um, and the summary for the story is... Paul has to pee in the car with John, but John doesn't seem to want to stop. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I do just want to know who this is for. <laughs> just interested. Very, 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 very small faction of, of the Beatles fandom. Yeah. yeah. Um, just a warning. John is a little shit in this. <laughs> I, no. swear, no. I swear the next will make up for it. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not going to read this one to you, but you can surmise that Paul McCartney does pee a little bit. Yeah, Paul, Paul McCartney water sports is a very, very, <laughs> fuck, very fuck, bad fuck, thing. Fuck, I hate everything you just said. Simply having a woman. Okay. Um, this one, um... How many Beatles fan fictions did you pull together for Too your first many. entry? Um, <laughs> I, again, I'm not gonna read all of them. I just want to kind of give you some. This is, this mm-hmm. is more of a this is more of a sampler platter, if that's sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, you jump, I jump. Um, in 1912, this is the summary. Um, in 1912, Paul McCartney finds himself engaged to a woman he doesn't love, and boarding the RMS Titanic. No, <laughs> He's broke. Declared unsinkable by everyone, feeling trapped and suffocated in a life he does not Except want. God. Paul 
wants more than anything to end it all, finding himself on the stern. John Lennon was an interesting lad, surviving off the drawings he made with his best friend Ringo Starr. Winning their tickets to Titanic in a game of poker, both John and Ringo board the Ship of Dreams. While on board, John meets Paul McCartney, a beautiful but melancholy-looking young man, eventually befriending him when he finds Paul on the stern of the ship, learning that he wants to jump. Um, as jo both John and Paul find themselves in a whirlwind and not to mention forbidden romance, can their new love survive the tragedy that's about to befall them? My that's favorite thing. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 go on, go on, please. My, my favorite thing I, I, that I've noticed about all of these stories is there's this kind of, like, um, thing that they do in all of them, and mm -hmm. um, it's when they're referring to British men, there's only one way they do it, and that's by referring to them as lads. Yeah, they're lads. <laughs> they're, you know. If you're from England, you're a lad. They're fancy right, exactly. lads. That's, that's the canon. Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. the real-life canon. Right, right. Um... Now, as far as I know, the story did not finish. Um, it, they did write four chapters of this, and they are all very long. And uh, did they at least get to the steamy car sex between John and Paul? Yeah, probably. Okay. Uh, let's never find out. Um, here is uh, a little bit of Kelly Bear Forty Two's Ringo kills Tony Stark. Um, I mean, come on! If anyone was gonna kill Tony Stark, <laughs> summary: What would happen if Ringo got hold of the Infinity Gauntlet? Snap! 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 Uh, Thanos looked down at his hand that he thought had the Infinity Gauntlet on it. Uh, uh, gauntlet on it. It wasn't there. In its place was a horribly knitted mitten that was neon green. I think green goes really well with purple. A British voice called out. Sure, the '60s almost made me colorblind, but I still think my taste is still impeccable. Thanos and the Avengers froze as a man who looked like he was 50 but was almost 80 walked into view. <laughs> he, held the, he held the Infinity Gauntlets in his hands. Um, and then he does snap and uh, the Avengers do die. Look, um, that's if Avengers Endgame really ended with Ringo Starr suddenly having the Infinity Gauntlet and then doing mm -hmm. the snap himself, fucking movie of the year. Yeah, movie, sure. of the movie of the century right yeah yeah like, i would own like, several what? copies of this movie that would be quite the twist that they would have been like but then then you have people going back and watching all the old other movies looking for the hints like the easter eggs <laughs> they there were along none. the way the breadcrumbs there was a oh yeah there were none but they episode. but they find them still they they pretend like they found them <laughs> um <sighs> just a few more because i don't want to take all of our time here today though i really could um, mm -hmm. Half Past Emu on Archive of Our Own does bring us this story entitled Come Together. Uh, that's uh, that's the UM and you know of it. Of course it um, is. Summary. Right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Over me. Uh, <laughs> summary. Uh, Holy fuck Jesus, John said in mild disbelief, his eyes moving between inspecting the blunt in his hand and looking at the man in front of him. I don't understand the John Lennon hype at all, said Jesus. His eyes squinched and arms hanging limply, looking completely done. John ignored him, eyes fixated on the joint he was now holding in both his hands, as if it was a priceless relic. What does Paul put in these? So, um, the story uh, at the end notes, uh, thank you for reading this. My friend and I were talking about John looking like a modern Jesus, and this idea was born. At first I wrote it as a joke for her, but then I saw that there aren't any other Jenin fix on AO3. Of so course I there's not. It. This is officially the first ever John Lennon, Jesus Christ, Yowie fan fiction on You know, AO3. I'm surprised it took this long, quite oh. frankly. Yeah, you think there the would be a lot more. The void has been empty, but now it is filled. <laughs> in, in many ways, in more ways than one. <laughs> um, 
Speaking of uh, empty voids that have yet to be filled, um, I need to. We got two more stops here before on our, on our journey. Okay. The next to last one is here with Cream Tangerine. This is an author, and I'm okay. not going to read everything by this person. Um, I just they they are just finding voids as we've said, and they are filling them because we've got stories like he said, she said, two years before his death. John Lennon wanders into a cave outside San Francisco and discovers the head of Lieutenant Commanded Data from the Starship Enterprise. Of course he does. Um, they also have Blink for Yourself. The Beatles give an impromptu concert in the living room of astronaut Tony Nelson in this story inspired by the TV show I Dream of Jeannie. Oh my god. also got Yes, I'm a Witch. The cast of Bewitched meets John and Yoko at the Amsterdam Hilton and discusses peace and the magic of advertising. Cream Tangerine seems to have, they have written 54 works, um, all of which seems to be crossing over the Beatles with just random shit. You know what? Good it's, for them. They are living like, their best life and I am excited for them. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. It kind of sounds like like WandaVision, but it's the Beatles, so it's Beatlevision. Cuz sure. it seems to be doing lots of crossover with TV shows. So well, I mean, it's, not, it's not all TV shows. I mean, here's um in an octopus's garden, um the Beatles take a joyride through the Everglades um and do meet the cast of the cult film Ed Wood. So that's great. Um, as Beatles Go By, a parody of Casablanca that features Ringo in the role of Rick Blaine from Casablanca. Um, let's see. What she told when she was young. This is the Beatles plus uh, Artemis Fowl and Harry Potter and the Wizard of Oz. It's a, it's a, they cross over everything, you know? And like, When a- <laughs> are the Beatles going to fuck the Rolling Stones? I need this to happen in my fan fiction now. <laughs> the answer... Is 1963. So, <laughs> <laughs> cool. My final story, and I, 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 I need you to understand, everybody. Oh, no. I need you to understand. This is the ultimate crossover. This is the ultimate one. We've been uh-huh. waiting on this. The, this is this is the part of the ride where we're going up before we're about to do that last fun like dip that, on the that coaster. Anticip- that yeah, anticipation of like coming over the hill. Exactly. Like when Nikki killed other Nikki. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. This is this is the big one. This this story is entitled Bombs on Monday Morning. And oh, this no. is a story about the death of John Lennon. But in my Warrior Cats AU. <laughs> it's a fix it fic. I'd like to write more about it since I have yet to do that. Um in this story, uh John a.k.a. J-Hook, is a River Clan medicine cat. Um, Paul, a.k.a. Darkbird, is a Shadow Clan warrior. Um, George, a.k.a. Sunrise Spots, is a Thunder Clan warrior turned medicine cat. I, that's That makes sense. And Ringo, a.k.a. Strong Nose, is a Wind <laughs> Clan warrior. Um, now, if you're going into this without a clue about what Warrior Cats is, strap in, because it's about to get confusing as hell, says the author. Um, basically, this is John Lennon being killed, you know how he got shot to death on the street. Sure, yeah, yeah. by yeah, by a, by a crazy man. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, this is that. But they are warrior cats, so it's <laughs> Nothing important. Else is different. It's just that they're warrior cats. I mean, it does take place in the sort of fiction of warrior cats. Mm. Um, are warrior cats so the can... same thing as samurai pizza cats? No, that is very different. How dare you? Okay. <laughs> 
All right. Um, okay. Uncultured swine. God. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess so. Um, you know, uh, essentially, uh, I'm, I'm going to assume that J-Hook, a.k.a. Uh, John, he is walking down the street and someone is reading some sort of cat version of Catcher in the Rye, maybe just Cat in the Rye. And then the person does shoot him to death and everyone is very sad. Um they had to, they do have to drag J-Hook, uh, dry, his drying blood, creamy, in between his claws. He took a step away uh. from his body and immediately collapsed again. His vision went dark as the clouds that were shifting over the moon. The cats that had followed him from the gathering had to drag him to his camp, creating a snail trail of blood that didn't belong to the poor deputy. The cats helping him all collectively noticed that he had fur snagged between his paws. His entire underbelly was fully caked in the foul crimson. The white splotches stained, Jesus and the black... Christ. This is cats! They're cats! They're warrior cats. Um, this is this is oddly dark for warrior cats. This is about real people. Uh-huh. This is about a real... This is about a real murder that took place. Right! Um, and... But what if cats? But, but what if warrior cats? Mm-hmm. And, and, and as we're going down... This is... We're going down on the coaster... Right, and I do, and like just before the car stops, just before the car stops, you see like the top of this fan fiction with all of its tags alternate universe dash cats, warrior cats, AU, mild gore, angst, stuff like that, original cat characters. Um, and there is a tag that is John Lennon's death that when you click it. Takes you to 25 other stories. Oh nope. no! Nope. Tapping out. That's it. That's the spot. Oh and then no. the ride ends. <laughs> this was a euthanasia coaster all along. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, uh, fan fiction is dumb. And <laughs> I think you shouldn't write about real people. You probably shouldn't write about real people. I yeah. agree. At the very That's... least, not a real murder, maybe. Maybe yeah, not. maybe maybe don't write fix it fix about um murders. And, and if happened. you were going to write about like a real thing that happened, you know, even if it's a real tragedy, maybe don't make them warrior cats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the uh the things that was an option, I did not use it for this, was a fan fiction crossover between Harry Potter, Rent and uh, Prince Charles and 9/11, and j- you just make up mm-hmm, your your mm-hmm. own your own how how that those makes four sense. Crossover, yeah. 100%. Angel Angel did 9/11. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like instead, in Rent, he Angel kills a dog. In this one, he commits a travesty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and right. Prince Charles just happened to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we have heard of every Beatles fan fiction that exists. You're welcome. No, they were; I'm, those were wild. I'm sure there are more, but there's, there's yeah, more there's lots less. more. I mean, just creamy tangerines works alone. <laughs> Listen, I minus the real person stuff. Like they're they're they had ideas and they ran with them. Yeah, yeah. and they were all <laughs> I, stupid. I think the the recreation of the the fan fiction. About the murder of a real life person. I, that, yeah, that, I, listen, that's the that's the that's. I the think line. you. I think you could do stuff like. Uh, you the, could write an alternate history sure like, story about about real things that have happened. Yeah, I feel I like just, there was even like a like a quantum leap episode about John Lennon's murder. I'm pretty sure. Like, probably. there's there's like all sorts of stuff like that. You know, you could talk about like what if Kennedy didn't assassinate us? Stuff like that. We can do that. Why are they warrior cats in this? 
what it is, is that is that is a choice it's I just think. weird i just i don't and like it doesn't it doesn't something. change anything no he still gets it, murdered it's just now right. he's getting dragged away by cats to the cat cave or tree because that's where the warriors that. live the cat warriors which makes me do, does make me think of the beatles that's true as it should as now it that should. you mention it this all of a sudden makes perfect sense yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't buy me love, but you can buy me a segue onto the next person's fan fiction. <laughs> All right, Nikki, what do you got? Well, okay, so I can't tell you the title um, because it you gives won't. away a lot. Okay. Uh, but it is authored by Pointless Account 1154. Okay. Um, oh, before I get started, uh, can you give me a name, please? Oh, yeah. Um, how about uh, b- Paul? Paul, let's go with a different name. We have a listener uh, who would not appreciate You're right, this. Ringo. Harold. <laughs> Wait, R- should I go with Ringo or should I go with Harold? Rarold. Rarold. Yes, I like it. Okay. Yes. All right. You locked eyes. Something moved in you as you picked up your hand and brushed his cheek. You're beautiful, you said. Oh. Before you knew it, hours had passed once more, this time filled with many episodes of Judge Judy and really basically any TV show that had Geico ads. Mm -hmm. Uh, You would never have expected as a little kid that you'd be breaking your parasocial relationship with this creature in his house, holding his hand and watching sitcoms with him. It was everything you could have ever asked for. But now it was morning, and the sun was rising. You knew it was almost time for you to go, but you didn't want to. No, you couldn't. This was where you were meant to be, right? Of course it was. You had to tell him. He was right there, in front of you, staring you in the eyes. Why was it so hard? You called his name. What was, what was the name? Rarold. thank you. Uh, You called his name. Yes, Rarold. I want to stay here with you. His eyes lit up. Rarold, I feel the same way. Really? (laughs) He slowly pushed you downward and walked up to your ear, brushing your hair alongside, or I'm sorry, brushing your hair aside to whisper something to you. Rarold. Yes, you breathe. Rarold, he whispered. Did you know Geico can save you 15 times? <laughs> he asked sexily. You gasped. You knew. You. You knew. So that's my Geico X reader one shot, you guys. <laughs> well, I, Geico I, Gecko? Yes. I do. I do need you to redo your Tasmanian Devil impersonation that you did in the middle. That was. I didn't know how to read. They just key smashed. <laughs> that was very good. It was very good. I, I cut out a lot. Um, but now that you know it's the Geico Gecko, 
in honesty, when you first met him, it hadn't immediately occurred to you that he was Geico from the commercials, and it only made you love him more. You looked up to him as a kid. You knew when you got older and bought a car, you would use Geico as your insurance company. And of course, God. you had followed through with that promise. You even had several Geico stickers on your bumper to show how much of a fan you were. And yet, you never would have expected as a little kid that you'd be breaking your parasocial relationship with this frog-like <laughs> creature in his house. I, I love I love that they refer to it as a parasocial relationship. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That kills me. Yeah. It seems so um, oddly self-aware for no reason. Right, right. Well, I, I think that's just Gen Z. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um... Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Man. I mean, I, I, I think I like it because, you know, who didn't, like, fantasize about that when you were a child? Not, like, fucking the lizard, but, like, just being with him. Yeah, just being buddies. Sure, yeah, he's, sure. Like, he seemed like a real nice fella. Yeah. Did he, though? He's gonna he... save me in 15 minutes. A lot of money. percent or more. That's yes. well, that's that's potential. I sprinted down the steep path of the thick forest. I'd gotten lost in an earlier attempt to find my lost friend, Sally the Kite. He'd ran away again, so I presumed he went to his favorite place, down a path in my backyard that leads to a beautiful forest grove that he had spotted many years ago. I admire the little guy, always being able to soar up to heights I dreamed of for ages. But I noticed my pace was slowing. I panicked, and I nearly ran into a tree trying to pick speed up again. I shot my head back to see if he was still there. The wind whirled through my hair, whispering illegible things to me as I turned back around. But he was still there, chasing me, hunting me. His mouth was agape, bearing his jagged, impossible-seeming teeth. I could feel the sweat <laughs> running down my cheek. I looked around desperately as my legs began to ache. My house was nowhere to be found. The dryness of the night's wind moistened my eyes. I winced and wiped away the subtle tears of panic that were formed, my paranoia getting worse by the second. I turned around again, and he was getting closer. I felt my foot get grabbed by the roots of surrounding trees, and I knew in that instant exactly what was going to happen. Fear shot through my body, and before I knew it, I was down. I fell hard onto the leafy forest floor. I gasped for air, violently jerking my foot, hoping the root of the tree would break loose. I wrenched my head behind me, hoping I still had some time to break free. But to my horror, there he stood. His monstrous green mouth leaned toward my ear. You could have saved 15% or more, he whispered. <laughs> that was the last thing I would ever hear as he backed away and his jaw widened. I could have saved myself and my money, but it's too late now. That's a fifteen percent by Graggle. Is that uh, Geico Gecko Vor? Yes, <laughs> sure. but also murder. I've decided to get off the ride, and <laughs> so y'all didn't know that was an option, but I am doing that. That's okay. I'm, ju I'm jumping. No, there I go. Oh, nice. You could have saved fifteen percent or. I don't care. <laughs> did, did you find like scary stories to tell in the dark, but with insurance mascots? 
Yes. Oh, oh boy. I there is a fucking treasure trove of insurance mascots on Wattpad. Oh my god. And I cannot read you the rest because they are all very very <laughs> pornographic. Oh god. I am I am, I am shocked that like I thought the Geico Gecko was before a lot of the Wattpadders time. Uh, you know, flow maybe. Like Flo they're both on the air the one, today. Like I found this really long fanfic where Flo gets railed by Jake the farmer and oh, farmer's insurance. Guy. Sure, yeah, no. No, but that's canon, so that's different. And yeah, like, it's true. <laughs> yeah, I just like I I, I didn't oh, think that I'm, the I'm guy go, go, go like I'm, yeah. You you found a, a fan fiction where Flo gets uh, railed by Jake from State Farm. Yeah. Um. Ah, oh, that's gross. Can I get that link? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Just go ahead and send that to you. <laughs> Copy paste. Here you go. Ah, oh, thank you, ma'am. Appreciate that. You're so that. welcome. Uh, yeah, I yeah, gotta yeah. bookmark this in my. Ah, uh, this is horrible that it exists folder <laughs> on <the> bookmark bar. <laughs> I, I. We all have one of those. Mm-hmm. Mine's called taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> okay uh cool any more in- insurance horror stories you want to tell before we move on i i don't i can I, I, when the, when you did the tasmanian devil thing i was like oh man is this is this person fucking the me want honeycomb monster <laughs> <laughs> i wish i don't why did i say that <laughs> i do have to clip that out and make that my new notification tone on my phone <laughs> Just play it five good. times for the post show thing. Sure, oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Remix okay. it to a cool hip hop beat. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> now, Nick, you'll never do anything fun and silly again on the show. That's not true. I've got other fanfics to read. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, let's let's let Amber have a turn. Let's let's move on to her next story. All right, so uh, I uh, I have one here. I'm going to read you the title and uh, part of the description, but I have to leave uh, another part of it out because uh, that's that's part of this, the fun part of this. Uh, so the it is it is a song fiction, um, and it is called Five Hurrahs and Twelve Hip Hips. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. No one parents like Gaston is is part of the the uh, the description. I can't read the other part of it, but you'll find out. In the second paragraph, no one what's like Gaston. Parents like Gaston. Like 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 r- no rears a child. One dads like Gaston. <laughs> oh wait! Oh wait! Okay, don't I'm worry. Ready for don't it. worry. Oh, we we have we have we have the lyrics. Don't you worry. Okay, cool. Everyone in the village agreed that Gaston should not be the one to bring up a baby. Where did he I even mean... get one? Did he steal the child? Should they be calling the authorities? Everyone agreed that the child needed a different parent. A more responsible one, a more sensible one, smarter one, one with better morals, thicker neck, thin, oh, thinner neck. Truly, he can go on and on. They surely did. Except for LeFou. Oh, and Tom, Dick, Stanley, and Walter. A side note from Amber. There is no fucking Walter in, in this that I know of. <laughs> I know Beauty and the Beast very, very well. And Walter? Mm. Who's Walter? Exactly! Is the, it like- the, the baker. Oh, the baker. Okay, that's that is now canon that the baker's name yeah, is it's Walter. Walter. Uh, back into the story. Once the foo told them what to believe. Oh wait, he forgot about the child, little Harry Potter. 
who had been dropped by his oh, uncle God. on Gaston's doorstep, adored the big man who carried him around on his burly shoulder. Yes, uh, Vernon drops Harry on Gaston's doorstep. This mm-hmm. is guess. This is this is a crossover fan fiction where Gaston raises Harry Potter. No okay. one dads like Gaston waves a. Again, we're getting like there. Gaston. Yeah. <laughs> That night, the townspeople gathered for a meeting in the bar. Their intention was clear. Gaston should not have the child. And the meeting was to decide who should. The town had enough girls who wanted to apply. As so often happened with the with these meetings that were held at the bar, it never even started. Gaston waltzed in, the one-year-old on his shoulder. Yeah, because you want a one-year-old in the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeFou by his side and shouted, Drinks are on me! They cheered. He clarified all the drinks. They cheered louder, and he said, the whole night. They cheered again. Their voices raised the roof and rushed the bar, and once they were deep in their cups, his sidekick LeFou led them into song. No one's a better father than Gaston. Mickey's oh. <laughs> was better. I hate, I hate it. Yeah, mine no was bad. in town half as manly. Perfect, a pure paragon. You can ask any Tom, Dick, or Stanley, and they'll tell you who... Basically, this part is just the lyrics. Um, when they all the townspeople were singing along, LeFou snuck, uh, sn- sneaked Gaston and the toddler out, passing by his house, and packed a bag. He was moving in. I'm moving in, he told Gaston. Only for the night, Gaston said, as he put little Harry to bed. The lad will need a mother. Tomorrow, I'll marry Belle. If you must, LeFou patted him on the back. Let's baby-proof the house. Gaston never married Belle. The next morning, he did his usual thing in gathering the townspeople in church before setting off to ask her. For once she had, uh, for once she hesitated. Imagine the child on his shoulder would need a mother. Who would be better at it than she? She would read all the childcare manuals, unlike anyone else in the town. But in the end, it all came down to the same thing. She simply couldn't marry Gaston. Who could know how to read more than his own name? Uh, Gaston continued lying. What was the bit about the beast that was really good? I'm trying to, like, go over here. In a different life, Gaston might have worked the townspeople up into a fight. Oh, wait, here it is. Gaston continued trying. No one persevered like Gaston. But besides the only issue, besides the issue of literacy, there was also a slight problem that Belle had her eye on an adventure, and he soon found a cursed prince two, two forests over. Because apparently it wasn't this forest next door, it was two forests over. Sure. Uh, basically it goes on, uh, in a different life, Gaston might have worked up the townspeople into a fight, for the prince was hideous, a veritable beast. And in the past, LeFou, the madman, the fool, would have been right by his side. But not for little Harry, who had an early bedtime. The child did like to get a good night's rest. No one sleeps like Harry. Basically, this is a fan fiction where, uh, because he is raising Harry Potter, he decides to just become a dad. And the uh-huh. beca- becomes the mom. Sure. Um, uh, he, 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 he sings in songs about how when he was a lad, he ate four dozen eggs. Um, but like, okay, so Gaston raises Harry Potter. Yes. I'm with you. I'm here. It works for me. But then they both proceed to just not do their stories. Yep. <laughs> he just like is like, I'm a dad now. I don't kill beasts. And Harry Potter's like, I'll never learn magic. Gaston's my papa, and I love him. And that's it. <laughs> oh, no, the, the owl does eventually come. Um, Thank God. Let's see. Yes. Uh, and, and then he shoots it with a blunderbuss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, the song has become no one hits like Gaston and his son. Matches wits like Gaston and his son. No one hits. I hate this. <laughs> Spitting match. Nobody spits like Gaston and his son. Uh 
No one hits like Gaston and his son. Sounds like he does child abuse. <laughs> he does. Uh, Harry ends up going to school. Uh, he, he, he does that in his school. books. Why do we need Gaston? No, like normal school. He goes to like normal school in the village. Oh. Yes. And then the owl came when they were enjoying breakfast, bearing a letter for Harry Potter. Third bedroom, French town Sussex, <laughs> opening up the whole the whole world. Yeah, they don't know the name of the town. It's just French town. That's the yeah, name of sure, the town. Yeah. Apparently French town. Um they were not surprised at they were not as surprised as you would think. They always knew the world was full of magic. After all, Harry's best friend Chip, because apparently Chip is still a teacup. Uh, had spent years as a teacup, but as a ma- but a magical school, and Harry was a wizard. He bounced in a seat and looked to his dad, who was rereading the letter slowly, mouthing the words. A deep frown marring his barrow, his mountain of eggs forgotten. I'm not going, Harry said. If I go, no one will be as lonely as Gaston. He looked to the flue and he said, "I'm not going until you fix that. It's been ten years. Your father still pines after Belle. It's because you let him. I." Harry waited, and LeFou could not did not continue. He started singing. No one's slower than LeFou. Can't get his boo like LeFou. No one has more excuses than LeFou. He can got we, LeFou's... This, can, can this be like an old Yeller crossover fan fiction? <laughs> <laughs> so we can take this motherfucker out back and just, like, bury it? Because holy moly. Yeah. This, uh, isn't, this it, is not, like... Uh, sorry, we've looked at a lot of like fan fiction today that has been just like borderline offensive. This is just like please, bad. This it's is bad. Please stop writing. This is like you know your your child says, "Mommy, Daddy, look what I wrote," and you say, "Try harder." <laughs> <laughs> like this, yeah. this shit don't even get up on the refrigerator. This is just bad. Right. Ultimately, in the end, uh, yeah, LeFou and uh, Gaston do get married, and Harry Potter goes to school. Together? Like, to each other? Yeah. Thank God. It is, Finally. It is, in, it is in fact, the gay, the gay LeFou story that the live-action Beauty and the Beast movie promised us, but but failed to give us. Don't worry. Okay. Sad Snail gave it to us, because I forgot to mention that's the Thank name you, of the Sad person. Snail. Thanks, yeah. Sad Thank Snail. You. We love you. <laughs> But also do better next time. Okay. Yeah, you're very bad. Stop <laughs> writing. Is is there anything else to to five hurrahs here? Nope. Did, how did how did did they ever explain how Gaston found a baby? Uh, the Uncle Vernon apparently just decided I'm gonna leave it on Gaston's go- doorstep. Okay. Like, like I mean, they I show like I picture it like they show up they showed up like. Uh, Dumbledore showed up and get, like, here's a baby. It is, it is, it is your family. And he's like, yeet, and he yeeted it into an <laughs> alternate universe. Right, right. He he yeeted that 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 scarred baby into a completely separate universe, uh, and left it on on Gaston's door. See, this doesn't even work for me because I like I've watched Beauty and the Beast so much, and I know Gaston's not a turf. <laughs> it's true. Sure, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, guys, uh, we're here for our, our our last one of the evening. Cody, you gonna um, finish us off, nice. I'm, I'm gonna finish us off, and uh, really, we're about to enter into December. We're about to start the the Christmas uh, holiday season. I'm already angry, and uh, we're we're gonna have a fan fiction to ease us into it. All right. Thank goodness. This is called Merry Christmas, 
by T-Rex Marine. Mm-hmm. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through Outworld, not a creature was stirring, <laughs> save a half Tarkatan girl. <laughs> For Melina was working. What? Nothing. Go, go, okay. go. Keep going. For Melina was working hard into the night to make sure her presents were made just right. Was she? Her eyelids <laughs> grew heavy and her strength all but diminished. She would not rest until the final teddy was finished. Her sewing completed, Melina hopped into her bed, where visions of goat's liver danced in her head. What? While her father waited by the fireplace, readying his fist, trying to ambush Santa for putting him on the naughty list, her sister—it happens. (laughs) Her sister Katana, resting in Adenia, awaited her Christmas party. That she's hosted for millennia. Well, then, okay, you tried. <laughs> yes, very hard. <laughs> then Melina was awoken to her father's roar, as it appeared Santa had outwitted him. Ha! Once more! She darted down the stairs, squealing with glee, and skidded to a halt, gazing at her gifts beneath the tree. With childish excitement and primal fury, she treaded the wrapping paper, making a miniature flurry. And for her good behavior, a box bearing her name contained for her a present, a badass fighting game. After she finished, she searched for her coat, which was found by Baraka, who gave her a liver from a goat. Cool. Hugging her butler, she asked if he'd be okay, if she'd left him with her father, who was not having a good day. Baraka smiled and replied, I've dealt with much worse, princess, and so far, no one has died. There's no way that's true. Yeah, that no. Come on. Uh, yeah. With a giggle, Millie sped through the palace gates and sighed, knowing her sister would remind her she's late. Arriving at Katana, she was very impressed, for Katana could throw one hell of a party, Melina confessed. There was Reptile, blushing with a hiss, as Chameleon hung a mistletoe above him, waiting for a kiss. Their um, use of syllables are bad. Mm-hmm. Over the, by the refreshments, Ermac gave his forehead a smack, while mm-hmm. the eggnog was spiked by an already tipsy Aaron Black. Even Black Dragon and Special Forces were getting along, though the authorities were warned should things they go wrong. And from the corner of her eye, Melina saw two familiar misfits, her pals Rain and Tanya, the latter in a sexy Santa outfit. At the top of the stairs stood the party's hostess, rolling her eyes at her sister, realizing her punctuality was hopeless. Melina was happy to see so many friends here, but at the same time she'd hoped for a certain ninja to be with her this year. Then, as if the Elder Gods heard her wish from above, stood Scorpion, threatening Sub if he made another wretched ice pun. Does not fit at all. Melina catapulted herself into his arms, and although he was happy to see her, her glomp caused alarm. Okay. Now with everyone together, Melina was ready to give all her friends their own Christmas teddy, and it brought joy to her heart to see her friends smile in delight at the festive-themed toys she worked on all night. 
They sang and they danced with laughter and cheer, and they got a bit hammered from Aaron's homemade beer. So they stood forward, they looked forward to next year for more adventures and fights, and wished a Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. The end. Boo! Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty Listen. bad. I like to imagine this was a kid writing an assignment for school. Quite possibly. And they did their best. Maybe so. I don't know and, how And old. if that's true, then they shouldn't be playing Mortal Kombat. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> true. Parents are bad at also parenting. Also true. Not Gaston. <laughs> sure. But like... Um, yeah, Gaston's the best. Yeah, Gaston wouldn't let Harry Potter play Mortal Kombat. I, I think that like, okay... A, a couple. I had. There were three things that really stood out to me. Sure. Um, one, Melina is a choice for the main character. Uh-huh. It is weird. Um, and I'm not sure why she makes toys for people. When I, when it brings me to my second point, apparently Santa is real in the Mortal Kombat universe. For sure. Yeah. I want to do a fatality to Santa. I want to know what Santa... I want to punch him into spikes. (laughs) I want to know what Santa's fatalities are. (laughs) God. Cole in the throat. Um. Oh, no. (laughs) You've been a bad boy. Da-da-da. He he calls out his elves, and they rip your limbs apart and put them on other dolls. All right, listen. Ed Boone, I know you are listening. I know you... We all know you listen to this podcast. Mortal Kombat 12, Santa Claus DLC. He's it's public domain. <laughs> yeah, no one owns Santa. You can't you include can. Rudolph, but someone owns him. Animality would be him. the Coca-Cola bears, dude. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, you could have gone reindeer, but Coca-Cola bears so much better. My third, my third thing I do want to focus on is the uh, the hit character of Aaron Black, who is like a weird cowboy character from like the last two Mortal Kombat's. Yeah, I have and, no idea who that character is. Yeah, he's not very cool, but he tries to be cool. Anyway, apparently he's got like a like a home brewery. That's yeah. And he, oh my god, he's a hipster. He's one of those guys, and they invite <laughs> him to the Christmas party. Come on, Aaron. Bring it. Come on, Aaron Black. You gotta do better than that. You gotta do better than that. You're not coming to the party next year. Just saying. And she's in love with Scorpion. Who isn't? That's true. Have Every, you seen have the you world seen loves those, Scorpion? Have you seen those eyes? Her cheekbones? They're, they're dark soulless pits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh there we go, everybody. That has been uh, this this episode of Fan Fiction Book Club. Um, I, I hope you found some new favorite fan fiction uh, writers, and uh, that you um, you know have got your Beatles Yowie fan fiction fix in for a little bit. Who knows? Um, but yeah, go out, find all the fan fiction out there. Like, look, we made fun, but you know. Fan fiction's a good outlet for people uh, to, to express their creativity, and some people, that's how they get their start. Some people change the names of their fan fictions that they made sexual and then make a million-dollar enterprise and call it Twilight. So uh, You know what, you know? Cody, Cody? I agree with you. I think that it's a good outlet for people because I can tell you right now, I don't want any of these motherfuckers out on the streets. <laughs> there you go. All right. 
Okay, well, um, uh, it's time to go ahead and call this one over. Uh, I'm uh, Cody Coleman. With me, as always, Nikki Wright, Matt Crew, and Amber Lee. Guys, until next time, you know, read some fan fiction. And don't die. So I had this other fan fiction, uh, and it was uh, Will Smith gets impregnated by uh, Sasuke. And, like, we don't have to read it. I just wanted you to know about it. (laughs) I wish you'd read it.